Blog Talk Radio. I definitely say what's on my mind. And I don't live with any regret. Radio and TV broadcasting is just in my blood. I'm a Tebo. This is my DNA. And this is the Jennifer Tebow Show. And me, I'm Jennifer Tebow. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Jennifer Tebow. And yes, it is the Jennifer Tebow Show. Welcome, welcome. Today is Monday, August 22nd, 2011. And gee... I have been so excited about this show. I actually stayed up like all night, <laughs> all night. So if you want to see what all night Jennifer Tebow looks like, then you need to go to the Ustream.tv. Uh, go to that Ustream.tv forward slash Real Jenny. If you go there, then you'll get a chance to see what I look like being up all night. Now keep in mind. I did freshen up a bit. I, you know, brushed my teeth and all that. I mean, I know you can't see me or smell me. I feel better. Uh, there was a wonderful man that recently got inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame that said, if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good, you play good, you get paid good. So that's what I'm working on uh, today. Uh, this is a very unique show. I haven't done a show like the show that I'm going to do today in a long time. Well, <laughs> What is that, you ask? Well, that is a show where I've got no script. Now, I am the inevitable script writer for the show. So if I tell you I have a script, it's not that somebody handed it to me. It's that I, in my programming, sat down and said, okay, I want to talk about this, and I probably want to say it in this way. So I am my own joke writer. I am my own everything. And so normally I sit down, usually around mid-Sunday, and write out exactly what I want to say and the format. And as you may know, I usually open up with a particular topic um, and uh, and something that's just kind of on my mind. And then I go through kind of a structure of talking about it. a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of politics, a little bit of sports, most definitely. Normally it's not just a little bit, it's a lot of sports. And then I wrap it up at the end. I usually have clips. Oh, it's just a wonderful show. It's great when you can sit down ahead of time and plan. That's what wonderful programming is actually all about. And my programming, if you're watching Ustream, usually starts off like this little scratch, chicken scratch piece of paper that I'm showing to the camera right now. And that then translates to me actually opening up a a file and creating it. And so that just didn't happen. Had a lot of things going on this weekend, ups and downs and the trials and tribulations of what is my life sometimes. But I'm just glad to definitely be here. I would not dream of canceling. Um, I sat down last night with a lot of things going on um, and was faced with the reality of two radio shows today. Today is one of those unusual days where I do my blog talk radio show with the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Yay to the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce. Can I get some uh, applause on that? (laughs) Oh, is it for the All right. The applause is it? 
it, it was quickly fired. The applause is fired. <laughs> You're slow applause today. Uh, but uh, so normally I do, I host a radio show with the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce called Chamber Talk. It airs um, every, not like the fourth Monday of the month. It just, it, there's a trigger point that it's the Monday following the third Thursday of every month. And so it just depends how the month goes, if it's the fourth Monday or the, the third Monday. But regardless, that Monday is today. And normally it is a pre recorded show. As interesting luck would have it, um, some of the programming that we planned out, we usually do a really good job of planning the programming out almost a month in advance so we can get the interviews that we want with our partners and whatnot. This month was a little different, but I always say that, you know, God intervenes at all the right times because what we're also planning, and several of you um, have probably heard me talk about it on my Facebook page, then you definitely have seen me talk about our annual banquet that's coming up. It's an 85th annual banquet. That's like a really big deal. And so I thought, you know what, we're going to make this particular radio show like a special episode. I mean, why not? You know, TV shows do this special thing. We can do that too. So I wound up remixing the episode to a special episode. For those of you all who are not watching the Ustream. I did the air quotes. I don't know why people air quote. It just seems like an appropriate time to air quote. Um, but it gave me an opportunity to really focus on uh, what, what the history and the foundation of the chamber was and play a portion of this 80th anniversary milestone piece that was produced five years ago just to kind of level set everyone so that when they go to the 85th milestone, if they have not reconnected since then, then they get a chance to remember the 80th and get the five-year update and be excited about what I think is going to be the next 85. So literally 15 minutes ago, I just finished the show. Now, if you're keeping track of the math, I said last night I sat down and said, oh, well, you know, let's got a lot of work to do. I have my own show, Jennifer Tebow's show, got that show. And, yeah, and I just told you in the beginning that this is what all night Jennifer stays up all night looks like. So um, that actually didn't take up all of my time. Doing the show, the special episode, really selfishly didn't take a lot because there were some pre-produced piece, pieces that I was able just to put in. So that's really easy for me. It's not really taxing. Um, not a lot of voiceover work for that show, so that's good. I think it's going to be a very productive piece. Luckily, I'm like this insane woman that does a lot of work sometimes when people believe it's not necessary. And then times like this when I'm like, oh, no, and then I think, oh, yes, I have this piece and that commercial. I already did when people thought it didn't matter and I was able to put together a nice show Um, because certainly I don't think I could have done an hour's worth of pre-recorded voiceover and the brain power it would probably take to make that happen. So shout out to people who work hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but let me tell you why I really stayed up all night. So my daughter, and this is going to be my, you know, editorial special opinion. My daughter is playing basketball. And so, you, I mean, people who know me know I'm this I'm this driven woman, competitive and all of this stuff. And I had this conversation with my mother about this. And she was worried that when my daughter started sports, I would be that parent, you know, that parent that parent that's in the audience 
screaming and angry and getting into it with the other parents and all that. I assured her I would not be that parent. That's not me. However, (laughs) fast forward to yesterday, um, late afternoon, my daughter has a game, and they're playing a team that they've already played. Uh, It's the team, this team in particular, really creamed my daughter's team the time before. So the expectation from our team, parents, team, you know, the players, even our own coach was like, we're probably going to lose this game. Now, that team was not necessarily a better team. They've just worked together for about three years. They've kind of had this continuity thing going, which is very popular. So we're just familiar with the plays and their own style, whereas my daughter's team, they've newly assembled, so they're getting used to a lot of things. Now, you ask me, I think my daughter's team is much, much better. (laughs) But they're still learning. So, you know, I will give them that. So, at any rate, I go and I film the game. It's a great way to keep me quiet and just keep me focused on the play. Don't you know, start watching through the lens and see the officiating, and it is just absolutely ridiculous. Now, I was happy to report that that my daughter did score one point. Free throw, really happy about the free throw. I mean, I'm happy when they make other shots, but free throws either are good or bad for players, and she and I have kind of been working on that, so mommy was proud of that. Um, however, the officiating, number one, seems very one-sided. So, you know, a parent never likes to see officiating one-sided, especially when it's not benefiting your side. But you have to keep in mind this is an elementary age you know, recreational league. So, you know, you want to just say, okay, well, did I say something or, you know, what should this be? But I still say, all right, I'm going to keep it light. Then you realize that it's not only one-sided. The referees are not calling foul in critical moments, which means if a girl is getting shoved or they're not calling that. So you know what happens? I mean, these girls are in their elementary age, so they're learning, oh, so we can shove? Okay, well, this time a shove, next time a all-out push. So what started out as a very nice game of ball in the first quarter turned into thuggish, ruggish street ball by these little elementary girls in the suburbs, which did not look right at all. And, I mean, I I made this comment several times that if the game went, if the game had a fifth quarter, there would have been a fight on the court. Just I, I just, there's no doubt in my mind. So I was furious. I was very, very furious about that, that the game got out of control and the referees did not control it. Now, my daughter's team lost. They lost. The final score was 10 to 1. So that one little point that my daughter scored was the point was the total point total for the team. Um, but I'm not upset at the loss. And, again, let me start by saying we expected we were going to lose to this team. What I'm upset about is that the referees didn't control the game, which put all of those girls in jeopardy of injury. Now, for that, that's when, you know, I become Mama Bear, and Mama Bear is going to attack. So I I really, really upset to the point I literally gave the poor referees. I feel sorry for them because they probably had nightmares uh, last night. At least I hope they did. (laughs) Nightmares about my stare down 
of like I'm going to get you suckers stare down that I gave them after that game was done because they put not just my child in jeopardy, every child on the court. And that's the mama bear in me that says, no, no, we're going to keep all the kids safe, my team, their team. It's just unnecessary. Um, in, in case those referees are listening, I don't know if anybody ever informed you, but fouls, the foul fouling was created so that, referees could control basketball so it doesn't turn into football. Just, I mean, I don't know if you knew that, but that's kind of why you call a foul so that people just don't start doing what we saw in the game. Can you imagine if all of a sudden girls started getting hurt because the referees didn't? I mean, it would probably turn into a brawl of the parents wanting to fight the referees and fighting each other and all this. All of that could have been avoided if the referees would have just called fouls. That's a very novel concept. So, what did I do? Oh, you know what I did. I So, of course, luckily I was filming the entire game. So this is, like, perfect. I get a chance to show, you know, to show this league, to actually show them, hey, look at what your refs are doing. And, you know, by the way, as a parent, we pay a fee to have our children participate in these games. So that's kind of important for uh, me to say, I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying for this at all. And I could say a bunch of four-letter words, but I'm not because I did not rate this show as that kind of show. But you know what words I'm thinking of. But um, so I wrote a very strongly worded letter, (laughs) extremely strongly worded letter, not ugly, very professional, that really focused on on two main things. Number one, the safety of the children out on that court. uh, uh, And secondly, that the refs were not, and I didn't mention this, were they were failing mysteriously, by the way, in a one-sided way, failing to call travel calls and double dribble. Now, that seems petty and all this kind of stuff, except for the fact that travel calls and double dribble calls are very common at the elementary age. Now, if the refs are not calling those calls, these kids are not going to learn. You, I know that the coaches in our team and all the other teams go over this like crazy with their players, you know, to bounce the ball and all these great things. However, you know, these, these kids get excited on the court and they just take off running and they forget to dribble. Well, this is how they're going to learn. The ref has to call travel calls. I don't care if the clock stops every three seconds. This is for the good of the sport. They have to learn the fundamentals. Some lessons they're going to learn on the court, which means referees call the dang fouls, call the dang travel calls, call them, call it like you're supposed to call it so they learn properly. And that's one of the reasons why the United States is getting their butts kicked from other countries is because we we have this magic, I don't know what, trigger like, oh, they're not ready for that yet. No, we got little kids beating us right now, beating grown adults because those other countries treated those those little kids like they were human beings and they were going to prepare them for the world. So it's time for this league in particular, you know who you are, and I just know with this letter that I have already emailed off along with a link to the 45-minute video. No, I'm sorry, the hour and two-minute video. I know that the person is going to say, who the heck is Jennifer Tebow? Click on the link for the website that I put in, in my letterhead that I sent. And then he'll say, oh, there's a show, there's a show. Yeah, I'm talking about you, buddy, you and your lead. You need to deal with those calls appropriately. we got to prepare our kids right. So I then, of course, before my daughter went to sleep, I had to give her a very important conversation about, you know, don't take mommy's 
upsetness about this game and don't take it personally. You're the player. Just play on the court. Let the parents deal with things outside the court. You know, that was something that was that was really important for me to stress. So hopefully she got it, my little princess. She'll be waking up. I think her alarm clock goes off in any moment now. She'll be hearing it. Uh, any moment now, she should be waking up and be ready to start her her uh, her next grade in school. So that's kind of exciting. She was all excited. She didn't go to sleep last night. And she kept like coming in, talking to me, and um, so hopefully she'll have a good day. I'll I'll be sure to report that to you very very soon. Okay, so that was my little you know talk and and my little thing. So all right, so what do I want to talk about? I really don't know. <laughs> well, I checked out a few things in entertainment you know, briefly. I, I should, what I should do because I'm still doing this format um, once a week thing. As I see great, great um, topics, I need to start writing them down. I need to get better about programming throughout the week instead of waiting until the final day. But I do want to cover entertainment first. So let's talk about Charlie Sheen. Now, Charlie Sheen and Brooke Mueller, I think Mueller's your last name, uh, you know, both Charlie and his ex-wife, Brooke, have had a tremendous, tremendous amount of, of issues in their both marriage as well as in their marriage afterlife, also known as divorce plan. They both struggled with drugs and just been at odds. Well, lo and behold, the suckers went on a Mexican vacation. They went to Mexico. Char get this. Charlie wanted to um Charlie wanted to I guess not surprise, wanted to reward is is a better word. Wanted to reward Brooke for her winning the battle of sobriety and um it was her birthday weekend so he took her on vacation. They claim that there is going to be no reunion and, you know, no reuniting and marrying again. But I don't know. If my ex called me and said, oh, it's your birthday, I'm so proud of you for working so hard and and having fun with the Jennifer Tebow show in the audience, I'll take you to Mexico, I, I would think I might come up missing if I went with him. That That's just me. I'm just saying. So, um, you know, but they are – Two very, very, very special people. Um, what's really been hitting the news uh, big time and, and, and something that's extremely sad, reality really strikes again. And, you know, everyone keeps saying there's this curse of reality shows and couples. And initially this curse really had to do with um, divorcing. So, like, you had the Nick and Jessica who had their show, and then they divorced, and you got all these other people. Well, you know, now to make it worse, this, you know, um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, the husband, uh, he committed suicide. And, you know, him and the wife were actually going through divorce at the time. And apparently there's speculation that, that at, at least rumors, whether it's true or not, so I'll say, you know, alleged rumors of him being gay were about to come out, I guess maybe as part of the divorce proceedings. And, and that's really, really, it's it's ugly, it's sad, it's everything in between. Um, you know, you got to start asking yourself, what is the reality shows? What are they really worth? You know, what what are they worth? What are they worth to the audience so that you start 
slowly but surely destroying lives. So I don't know. You know, on the opposite end of the spectrum of of that story, you've got this, I just think it's an anomaly. I, I still don't understand it. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys officially wed. Uh, it's kind of interesting because, number one, this is not Kim's first marriage, okay? Um, she wore all white. Mm, that's interesting. Um, all white for a person who has a sex scandal. I mean, I don't know. I Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I'm thinking that she should have put on something uh, charcoal dark black to me. But, um, <laughs> you know, sex tape, wear white <laughs> years later. I don't know. And even funnier is that everyone, all the bridesmaids were white, too. I mean, why not? So I really took it like they were trying to have some spinoff concept of a British traditional wedding where the wedding, where the bridal party does wear white as well. Uh, that's fine and all, but y'all not royalty. I'm confused. I'm really confused. Uh, even funnier, I've never heard Chris Humphreys talk. And it's just hilarious because God bless Wendy Williams. God bless her. Because I was watching her show, oh, you know, this was several weeks ago. Unfortunately, Wendy, I'm so sad that I haven't watched your show in a while because I do love your show. Uh, as as you always say, you are my you are my best friend in my head. And so uh, Wendy, when when Chris, or actually, that's not a few weeks ago, it was several months ago, when Chris and Kim first got engaged. <laughs> When he said, you know, I've never heard this guy speak, and she made this, she did this impression of how she thinks he speaks, and she made Chris sound like um, Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. And I thought it was hilarious, but, I mean, I, like, nearly didn't laugh like I would now, now that there's been so much footage of Chris, and yet and still I still have not heard him speak. So to me, he does sound like Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. Now, I cannot do the impression. I'm not going to even try. But if you just want to get a kick out, just Google Wendy Williams, Chris Humphreys, and then Patrick. If you Google those words you'll and go to and go to videos, I'm sure somebody has it out. It is absolutely hilarious. I love Wendy to death. So, you know, they got married. Um, everything was paid for by somebody else. That's, you know, quite a way to get married. I mean, that's a great way to get to get married for a second time. They were registered at this, like, exclusive, expensive boutique on, you know, in Beverly Hills, really, for a second wedding for people who have millions. Hmm. There was, like, a vase that was, like, $6,800 on the registry. I mean, at what point does the money grubbing stop? I, I'm just curious. At what point? I wish somebody could tell me because just, it's just very sad to actually watch it all go down. But, you know, that's that. So this supposed, you know, made up in their own heads, and they're trying to make us believe this American royal couple. I don't know. I've never seen the sex tape of Princess Diana. Uh, But this made-up couple, uh, they are officially married. So I don't know. I'm not expecting, actually, for it to last a long time. Uh, There is speculation, by the way, that this is that the Chris Kim wedding and union is a total made up relationship that uh her mom Chris as well that her mom actually had Chris Humphreys sign a one year contract 
to do this whole circus and be in this relationship thing. The ring was paid for by somebody else's $2 million, 20.5 carat ring. I mean, all of it is all made up. It's all made believe. And people still tweeting. People still want to know. And, you know, and I'm just at the end of the day, I'm like, really, there's got to be a whole lot more to life than talking about this. But, you know, there it is. So, um, that's that. All right. So some of the people who were at the wedding, well, they had a little who's who. I mean, that's all nice and fine. And Lindsay Lohan was there, by the way, with her mom. And Mel B was there. And, you know, you've got Serena and Venus. They both got an invite, um, you know, very decadent invites that were that, that were encrusted with crystals and all this. Again, it just seems a bit excessive when we're talking about a down economy. Maybe if Kim contributed to the United States economy, maybe we would still have our great credit rating. I don't know. Maybe or she could maybe she could teach our economy or folks how to really make something out of nothing because she seems like she's very very good at that. So I don't know. I you know I wish I had a bit of whatever you know the little drums thing. I'm gonna have to find that. Because Lord knows I can't make my mouth do it. Okay. What is really exciting to me, really, really exciting, the movie The Help. So the movie The Help actually rose to number one this weekend. Um, I was really happy to see that. I'm actually pulling up some of the uh, source information about it now. Um, When it opened, I don't think it opened at number one. There were some some other... um, by kids and you know different you know and different uh, movies that had come out, but the help beats four new films to win the box office this weekend. So congratulations to that film. Um, for those of you all who don't know, it's loosely I'm going to tell you loosely about this story. Loosely, this is a story about um, a journalist in a, in a white woman in a time where the help was all black and they had very segregated times. And she wanted to write a story from the experience of the help, which was not done. This would have been a shunned piece. But finally they, you know, they banded together and they told their story, got it out, and it becomes it became just something tremendous for the community, uh, really for society in general, based on a real story. Uh, but it's really exciting. I'll, set, I'll, I'll, I'll read what today has on it. Set. In Mississippi during the 1960s, the town's unspoken but tightly held rules of behavior and social engagement are shattered by three women whose unlikely friendship threatens the status quo. So that's always fun. It actually opened on August 12th. So, so, so nice to see that that movie actually toppled um, everybody else. So we're talking about Rise Rise of the Apes and, you know, all, all of those great things. So I'm just glad to see um, then continuing on. I don't know if I talked about it while I'm still in entertainment, uh, but Kate Gosselin, Kate Plus 8, was actually canceled. Um, she remarked that the kids cried. I mean, the kids are like six years old, so they're sad because they're not on TV. Hmm, I think they've had a different upbringing than, than most um, people. So I'm kind of glad those kids are out of the spotlight. They're kind of like a circus. They're like a family circus. Let's put them on display and see who can endorse it, who, you know, who wants to do ads. You know, I, 
I'm sure if there was money in tattooing each of the kids with something, they would consider it in their mind thinking, we could get it removed. So why not if it's worth $5 million to each child? Again, the whole reality world has gone a little too far. Okay, so that's all I'm going to talk about for entertainment. Um, normally this show is an hour. So I'm going to tell you now this show is not going to be an hour. I'm going to give you back some of your time. Not because I'm tired, because you can tell I am bubbly, bubbly, bubbly today. <laughs> Probably loopy now because I've been up all night. But really more so that today is my my little munchkin's very special first day of school again. And I want to make sure that her hair is cute and her little outfit is perfect and all of that great stuff. She's, she's actually now starting to wear perfume and all those girly things. So I need to be there for her to make sure that all her girly desires are exactly where they need to be. So that's, um, that is exciting for mommy. Um, and so so that's that. All right. So I while I did not talk real sports, as you know, there are some football games I could probably talk about. Um, I did talk about the sports I wanted to talk about, which was don't you dare not call a game fairly when my child is playing sports. That's a sport. How about that? <laughs> um, but that's that. Okay. So the only thing that I do want to highlight, and I've talked about this before, if you're going to do anything this week, make sure that this is a week where you do something productive on giving. You know that giving is a campaign of mine. It is going to be a constant campaign. Ask yourself, what can I give this week? Whether it's giving of your time, what? how can you extend yourself? You'd be amazed at what what is extended back to you. Uh, but don't do it for what you get back. Do it just to give. Um, you may never see it in this lifetime, um, but I just believe in karma. You don't give, and somebody's not going to give to you this week. You give, you'd be amazed. You'd be absolutely amazed. It's still hot in Texas. You can still do fans. I'd be willing to bet you that these wonderful brothers and intelligent brothers at Omega Sci-Fi fraternity, the Dallas alumni chapter, oh, I'm I always forget your um, your letters. I don't know why. It's like Theta Alpha. Gosh, I'm going to have to Google it while, while I'm talking because I, I hate that I continue to mess up Omega Psi Phi Dallas. It's like Theta Alpha. I just cannot remember for the life of me as you hear me typing feverishly. I know it sounds terrible um, on the show. I apologize, but I really want to get this right. Theta Alpha. Okay, Theta Alpha, Theta Alpha. Theta Alpha chapter, I'm quite sure, especially if you're in the Dallas area, that if you have some fans to give to elderly so they don't die, I'm quite sure even though their fan drive might be somewhat over, they will figure out how to get those fans to the people, the elderly that actually need them. They're really good about that. They're very serious about making sure that the people in the Dallas community survive, survive, you know, through things like the fan drive, survive through through, uh, things like getting people the right information, motivating, being examples. I'm not trying to be a commercial uh, for for the Brothers of Omega Sci-Fi, but I've just been extremely impressed with their commitment to the community. And so, again, I cannot thank them enough. I actually have some more fans for you guys, so I'll be I'll be hitting you guys up very soon. Oh, I wanted to give a shout-out uh, to one of my Facebook buddies. Always, I'm going to always try to do that on the show. 
last name. Oh, should I should I give his last name? Well, I told him I was going to give him a shout out. So I would imagine that would be okay, right? If you tell somebody you're going to give them a shout out, and then they don't say no, then does that mean that you can say their whole name on the radio? Um, ooh, I don't know. He actually is a former alumni of my high school. And um, although he may have been from, well, he was definitely from an early graduating class. I'm not going to say when he graduated, but he was definitely from an early, an earlier graduating class. I'm going to see if I can pull up because we were I am in each other as I was probably writing my strongly worded letter uh, to my new favorite friends at that facility uh, that uh, has reps that need to, that need a little work. And and so I told him as I was talking to him that I would give him a shout-out. I know his last name. Uh, uh, there it is. Okay. So shout-out to Richard Fisk of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Richard is alumni from Willow Ridge High School. He's also a retired colonel from the military. He's a pilot, um, and he is the captain uh, at a commercial airline. I'm not going to say the name of the airline. But um, he talked about um, when he, he talked about with me that when he was when he was in uh, he's made it through two wars he was shot down he was he was a fighter pilot uh, flying F-16 he was shot down he was shot in the shoulder had to um, what was the word he used it was like a dump oh it's plane dump uh, landing dump there was a word term he used I didn't know it meant that he ejected himself from the plane, and the plane went bye-bye. But I was like, oh, that's, like, serious big time. And I said, well, thank God you made it back to be able to not talk to me, but just made it back, period. So uh, God bless all of those veterans. My my father, who is now in heaven, was a war veteran as well, and so I have a great amount of respect uh, for those servicemen and women who give up their time, their lives, their sometimes... Uh, delay their families uh, just to just to jump out there and protect us and you know for the service to our country. So thank you so very much for those people as well. Okay, so again, I gotta wrap it up because I gotta make sure my little baby's cute for school. I always, always, always ask you, um, or people always ask me, how can I support the show when this show is a free show? Well, well, you know, I always have an answer for that. You can always go to jenniferpebo.com. You can always check out all of the lovely products that are available there um, at jenniferpebo.com. You'll find an opportunity to buy uh, one of my books, Success Simplified. It's a book that I co-authored with Stephen Covey, Dr. Tony Alessandra, Patricia Fripp, to name a few. Um, what this particular publisher did, they found um, these people that they wanted to assemble with one book. And I was, I mean, I was very, very honored to be in that company. And so they brought all these people together and they interviewed us uh, with a specific focus in mind. I, you know, and the topic is success simplified. So it was supposed to be something related to success, very broad, right? I wanted to focus on sports. Um, go figure, big, big shock there, right? So my chapter is considered like a chapter 
um, is Lessons from a Sports Mind. And But not just my chapter. I mean, all of the authors have very unique takes and spins, and I'm the only one that covers sports, but everybody kind of has their, their niche. And so I would highly recommend the book, even if I wasn't in it, but I think my chapter is kind of kind of cool too. <laughs> Just saying. So, um, at any rate, definitely check it out. I will sign the book, and so you'll, you'll get an author signed copy if you buy it through JenniferTebow.com. You can always buy the book um, through Amazon and other places, but they won't be signed. Don't you want the signed copy? And I'll definitely ship it to you personally. Um, also, you can buy uh, blogs of our lives if you go on there, and I'll sign a copy of that. I have some audio books that are either already out or that you can pre-order. So lots of fun ways that you can get involved with the Jennifer Tebow Show. And as a way of saying thanks for entertaining me, if I am even entertaining you, hopefully I am. Um, but just to give you a glimpse, I've been doing a lot of thinking. This is the final thing that I'll say so I can go get my child just all cute and dolled up for her first day of school. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say is I'm actually going to remix the show again. If you recall, I started out as the real Jenny, and then the show went to the Jennifer Tebow show a couple of months ago. And then now all of a sudden I am changing it up again, and I have decided to move to the Jennifer Chibo show still, but to turn it into some segments. Um, what's really neat, especially if those, those of you who watch on Ustream.tv, what's neat is that if I can keep the show at 14 minutes and 59 seconds, then I can put the entire show into YouTube. And as many of you know, youarewhatyoutweet.com is a book that I'm just getting ready to release. I'm really big on social media. And YouTube, by the way, is the number two search engine on the web. Did you know that? The number two search engine on the web. Which means that when people are trying to find something, if, if, if they don't want to read it, then they want to see if there's a video on it. So they can just listen to it, whether they're watching it or they're just playing it in the background. And so it's really smart. It's a smart move that everything you do, everything you put out there, if you're putting something out there in writing, consider a strategy of how can you remix it into a YouTube video so that people also can get the message in a different way. Some people are visual and you know, or some people are, you know, this these these audio people. So you've got to be ready to communicate to people exactly where their preferences are. If you just put it in writing, I often say that's the best way to hide something, just put it in a book. Um so YouTube, if I go to the smaller segments, then I can put all of my Ustream shows. Hi, Ustream people. I can put all of these shows into into Ustream, into YouTube as well. So I like the expansion of that reach. Um, so what I'm thinking about doing is doing uh, a 30-minute show, maybe around the Monday time frame, and tackle just one topic, just one story, and expand on it for about, 14 minutes and 59 seconds, um, maybe two or three during the week. Very low tech, but an opportunity for me to kind of get more reps in. You know, unlike Ellen Iverson, I like practice personally. I don't know about anybody else. So this will give me a chance to kind of get more repetitions in of my show as well and expand the reach. Okay, you hear my voice. It is failing big time. 
So I am going to call it, you know, I'm going to call it time of ending, not death, um, at 6.38 Central Time. Guys, this has just been fantastic to listen to you, um, to listen to your comments, to get your feedback. Uh, Believe it or not, lots of people send me messages, Facebook especially. I get a lot of private messages about the show, and I couldn't be more grateful just to hear your feedback. I'm starting to do a little mentoring with with some other folks out there. Um, And so, hi, Dr. Kat. Just wanted to say hello to you. I'm really proud of you sticking with it and doing your uh, blog talk radio show. If if you guys haven't checked out his show, definitely go to uh, Ask Dr. Cat on Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get a chance to, to hear an up-and-coming show as well. And this, you know, I've been saying that I've, that I've been approaching my 60th episode. Well, it's funny, if you go to iTunes, I think this may be like the truly the 60th episode. All these shows are actually, they actually go from Blog Talk Radio the iTunes, just the audio portion, and then they're always available on demand, the audio and video through Ustream.tv and the YouTube as well. Um, so if you look at, but if you look at iTunes, it says uh, this is probably like the 60th show. I was testing out um, some functionality because I mean, what else do you do <laughs> on a late night? Testing out some functionality on the show and just a new way of me dealing with people who dial in and screaming because, remember, I'm screaming because I am screaming calls because there are some uh-uh, out there. And so um, I'm testing out some functionality and, um, oh, I lost my whole train of thought. Lord, see, this is what happened when you get tired. Testing out functionality and lost my train of thought. You see, well, that's why it's time to end the show. <laughs> That's that. Okay, well, I lost my train of thought. Oh well, I'm I'm hearing my daughter get up, which is probably which is probably why so she's getting up ooh, twenty minutes later than she wanted, and she actually asked me to to get her up, and it just didn't happen. Sorry, sorry, my my sweetie pie. So I'll have to rush. All right, so I promise you, I will have a more alert mind. This is why the fifteen minutes. Would be great for me because I don't usually lose my train of thought in 15 minutes. Now, 41, yeah, that's highly likely. Um, but again, oh, I was saying, looking on the show, I, I got it now. Sorry, I'm gonna have to tell you this. And I'm I'm testing out functionality in Blog Talk Radio. Believes I'm at the like 90 something show. So I don't know if it's all my little test. I don't know if every time I try start a show, it's adding it up. But it's kind of fascinating. So. All right, there it is. See, this is why I forgot the information because it was insignificant, and that's what you do when you're tired. You start talking insignificant. Uh, guys, if I don't talk to you for the rest of the week, which I hopefully I can throw in one of those 15-minute types of shows just to kind of test out the market of doing it, uh, but if I don't talk to you for the rest of this week, make sure you give, give, give in your community, give with your family, give to your coworkers, give up your time, Figure out how you convert your ideas into earning, whether it's earning relationships, whether it's earning trust. And in this economy, I need you all to be thinking about earning money, okay? I need you to be thinking about that so that we get on a positive track uh, with our economy. Uh, Look for me to talk about politics. There's been a lot of hateration in the mix. Uh, Governor Rick Perry, Texas governor, 
is now claiming that he's going to run uh, for president of the United States. So I definitely have a lot of comments about that as well. Uh, But I definitely want to collect my thoughts so I can be very, very clear when I talk about it. All right, you guys have more than a fantastic day. Um, Hit me up on Facebook.com forward slash Jennifer Tebow. Uh, You can definitely hit me up um, on Twitter as well. One of the best Twitter accounts to hit me up on would be um, at the the underscore real underscore dr underscore j. I know it's long, but you'll remember um, the real dr j with underscores in between all that. Uh, hit 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 me up. Let's chat and let's just keep in touch. You guys have a fantastic one. I'm going to take care of my child.